Hey everybody, we at Podgave Rock and Roll Do You want to make it clear that we don't mean any offense by our comments, critiques, or opinions. We're not music critics, just buddies that use talking about music as an excuse to hang out. Also, our language is intended for adult ears. Enjoy! Cause I'm in the shit house Wish I played in a rock and roll band Somebody give me a dollar bill So I can pass out my birthday yesterday and I, I turned uh, 39 and uh, my girlfriend got my mom's banana pudding recipe and made it uh, for me which was extremely sweet and she did a good job and it was delicious banana pudding yes or no fellas no absolutely <laughs> definitely not thank, thank you I'm glad oh, we have second, one I'll have are two there'll be two yeses are I don't you know. put, are you putting it at, at at all? Are you chocolate pudding? Yeah, pudding? yeah, no, chocolate pudding's fine. And I guess I would have to try some homemade. I just don't like banana flavoring. That might be a problem. But if it's okay. made with real bananas, that's then probably gonna be a problem. Maybe I'm, I'm sure it's good. Oh, you mean I'm banana flavoring? I'm just not gonna be like, ooh, give me some of that pudding. You might. <laughs> you might. I need some kind of well, crumble on it. Well, maybe. yeah, but banana, banana pudding has vanilla wafers in it and meringue. What is meringue? Like? Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm now I'm back. I'm you know back. what? One of her daughters asked me, "What is meringue? What is this stuff?" And I was like, um, "I think it's in the whipped cream family." <laughs> is that the, it's, it's in the whipped cream food group? <laughs> That's a sufficient answer. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know. It's cooked whipped cream, I guess. Meringue. It's one of those things I mean, like probably, you can't. It is weird, right? But we could so know just by looking it up in two seconds. But it's just easier to be like, I just enjoy the mystery. Yeah. It almost seems like it has the consistency of like soap suds. It just sort yeah. Of, you know what I mean? It's really super it's like airy. Somehow soap was fattening. <laughs> soap was made of eggs. Exactly. Isn't soap made of fat? According uh, to Fight Club, it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's how I know about soap. You don't talk about soap? Not that's the first rule of Fight Club. Actually, that's the fourth rule. They never got to that one. Don't talk about Fight Club. Don't talk about Fight Club. Don't talk about Fight Club. Don't talk about soap. <laughs> don't talk about soap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but it really it is is like it is the fact that we say pudding. You, you feel so uneducated saying it, but it's still how you say it. What pudding? <laughs> I think. I th- well, I think if you're from the south and you say pudding, it's a little different than like you're like I'll have some pudding. I know you can't say that. Then you feel like an asshole. Then you feel like an aristocracy. If someone asks me if I want pudding, I'm gonna say no. <laughs> I, w- I want a hard oh, G. You want a hard, hard G? G. <laughs> yeah, I prefer no G. <laughs> Neil Neil's uh, high class. He needs that. He needs to feel like he's in the T room. I need to be seduced pudding. with a G. <laughs> Neil doesn't want to be in the. He wants to be in the T room getting pudding, not in the cabin getting pudding. <laughs> Pinky's out. That's kind of like was it? Laces out, Dan. Pinky's out, Neil. Wait, going back to soap for a second. Um, favorite soap? What, what soap do you guys use? Let's hear. All right. I, I, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna dish pun intended here on some fucking Hollywood insider <laughs> shit, and this is for real. I can't tell you who. Listen, listen, listen. Okay. I, but I happen to get a chance to work for a very, very famous, very handsome television doctor, and I wash my hands in the restroom. And guys, I gotta tell you, I feel like I hadn't lived until that moment. And I was like, "What in the fuck is this soap?" It was like. What people get out of church, I think I got out of that soap. And it's called Molten Brown. 
and it's thirty five fucking dollars God. a bottle. Jesus, wait, are we talking about hand soap? Are we talking no, about, I'm talking about hand soap, bath soap? Hand soap, and then oh you get my God, that is it's thirty five dollars a bottle, and then you get the accompanying lotion, and you're about seventy dollars in. But your hands, your hands just reek of fucking <laughs> huh. success. And it's, it's it's called Molten Brown. <laughs> it's kind of like you know you know like Lamborghini. You I heard recently that someone asked like the CEO of Lamborghini why they don't make car commercials, and he said people who buy Lamborghinis don't watch television. <laughs> that's kind of how molten. <laughs> They're too busy driving their their. Right, that's kind of how molten brown is. Nice. It's like people who use. But you should try it. You should try it. I recommend it. I don't okay. care at all. I'm an Irish Spring. Whatever, whatever's yeah. there. But now being married, I gotta watch what I buy. Uh, Michelle likes the more natural situation. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is that the name of the soap? The more natural situation. A more, a more natural situation. <laughs> natural situation. Situation. I mean, if, if it's not, then you should create that brand. I have a brand called Masculine Intentions. I want to. I yeah. want to make. <laughs> I don't know what clone? it is yet. It's just Masculine Intentions. It's got to be a like clone. at CVS, a, a CVS clone. It's like right next to like the beard stuff. <laughs> beard stuff. <laughs> beard stuff. A natural collection and masculine, masculine intentions. intentions. Uh, that's that's our new that's our new toiletry line. I would say your masculine intentions and your commercial would have to be better than that Depp cologne situation. Dior. Have you guys seen, oh, it's so, seen that commercial it's, of him playing? Like, what is he playing? Wild Thing in the middle of a desert with wolves at dusk? And like... Just fucking scarves wolves everywhere. Scarves. scarves and bracelets. Yeah. Scarves. The br- bracelets are just falling off of him. Bracelets. His belts are bringing his pants It's down. pretty bad when you're like 45 uh. and... Are basically worth about nine dollars, and you're watching a commercial, and you feel bad for Johnny Depp. Like this poor <laughs> son of a bitch. Yeah, I never. <laughs> like, how is that, that even possible? That's how far he's fucking. You know what it is? We've had oh this conversation my with my wife and I. Fucking the Walt Disney's a fucked. Him. He got way too much money for I think stuff he probably wasn't exactly critically proud of. He just got way too much money, and I think he tried to party his way out of having to deal with it. I really think that's what happened. Shit, he won. He like he bought an island and and won. He was nominated for an Oscar for that shit. But yeah, he, I just don't think he ever wanted to be that. But he couldn't say no. And then you know, seventy five million dollars later. Yeah, I mean that's a lame excuse. It's a lame excuse. Exactly. It's just so uh, rough. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what's not rough uh. is the Dr. Bronner's or Castile whatever. That's pepperoni. pretty rough. That's if he gets all the wrong parts, that it's real rough. Nah, it's great. Well, I mean, it's, it's refreshing. <sighs> it, it it wakes you up in the that morning. Feels like, I feel like that soap is not waiting for consent because I feel touched when it hits certain parts. <laughs> you do. You're you like, do. whoa. But you feel and you feel minty. You know, you feel like touched in a min- minty not, way. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. And I'll further clarify. I I have nothing against good soap. That's for sure. When I see eight dollars or six pack for two fifty. You're going with you're going with you go. the Irish. I I I've been a, a an Irish spring, spring dabbler my entire oh, is that the, life. Is that the one that's no. magically delicious? <laughs> okay, no, that's no. Uh, that's <laughs> I mean, same. It's, it feels uh, like same country. No, but it's also but Irish spring is also fresh. It's something fresh. What's the one yeah. where they used to carve off, carve yeah. it off with the knife? And now it's all <laughs> like oh. was it like that's fresh, baby? Uh, Except for the oh, baby. Yeah, well, they they carve off a piece and then sniff it. <laughs> like, oh man, that's, that's so good. So good. I, I will say the nostalgic soap for me is the like just the orange. Or whatever the color that Di- was, dial. Here's the, I the tried dial some of that bar. recently, and every four or five years, I forget. I can't use it. That shit drives me out, and it's like I'll just start itching like a yeah. motherfucker. 
but man, my gra- when I was a very young child, and my grandma, like, I just that would always be my grandmother's. I, know. I wanna like their it. houses, and they'd just be like scrubbing you. You'd be like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, but nothing takes me to my grandmother's house as quickly as juicy fruit gum. Like my, she used to always ah. have that. And there's a taco place I go to right here, and they give you a piece of gum, and it's juicy fruit. And I immediately go from this Mexican restaurant in L.A. to my grandmother's, just like living room. Like immediately. Yeah, I love juicy, juicy fruit. Juicy fruit is my go-to. From time to time. Fuck Big I'll Red. Fuck Big Red. Double mint's okay. Yeah. Fuck really? Big Red. I'm not a big cinnamon guy. It's fine. I'm never going to buy it. <laughs> All right, second question. Um, morning <laughs> okay. or evening uh, shower? Pre-pandemic morning post-pandemic evening because mm. if i don't have to leave the house there's no huge rush for a shower but if i'm going to the office i must shower uh, why just too oily well it just helps wake me up it's part of the yeah. whole deal I, I can't just get out of bed put on clothes and go somewhere for <laughs> just wake up in your suit just wake hours. up in a suit and tie just go <laughs> <laughs> for me it's typically neither either or both there's some combination of those three <laughs> I'm not sure, but it's there's no uh, telling. I, I've been doing this thing lately where I go I go cold splash in the morning, and you know I may I may you know clean the the parts, Which parts? but like you know the ones with a lot of hair. Um, your face? <laughs> yeah, my face. Not not my head, obviously. Uh, your face. <laughs> and then when I get home from work, shower, and it's. I enjoy I enjoy that a little. I asked my dad a little more when than I was a kid. What's the difference between a blue collar, somebody with a blue collar job and a white collar job? He said a guy with a white collar job showers before work. A guy with a blue collar job showers after work. I still think that's one of the coolest <laughs> fucking things. That's ever great heard. answer. Well, uh, on on that note, well, speaking showers. of of bl- speaking of blue, so- uh, <laughs> you are listening to. Pod gave rock and roll to you, and this week we're talking about <laughs> Elton John's. I guess that's why they call it the Blues, from his 1983 album "Too Low for Zero," written by Elton John, Bernie Taupin, Davy Johnstone, and produced by Chris Thomas, and released on Rocket and Geffen. And I guess that's why they call it the I mean, Elton John's definitely one of my favorite artists. Melodically, I think he's as good as anybody. I think in terms of just songwriting ability, of course he didn't write the lyrics, but the, the lyrics are good in, in his songs, but the way they're put together are exceptional. And I just don't know outside of Paul McCartney and I guess Bowie, like, I don't think that's like, like a three person club. I don't know. I mean, and, and obviously, you know, Lennon, whatever, but like, it's, I think he's at such a high, exclusively high level of songwriting. And I think a song like this demonstrates his genius as much as any of them, because the lyrics are, are, pre, are pretty straight ahead. It's not like Dylan where he's just blowing you away with his genius, you know, lyrically. I mean, Bernie Taupin or Taupin, whatever it is, his, the, the lyrics are really, they're cool. They're really good. But the way it starts good and just has like two or three sections following where it just gets better and better until the chorus where it actually does pay off. Cause sometimes songs will build and the chorus will be a little weak 
I just feel like this song is a masterclass in songwriting. And I say that because a lot of great songs, if you hear people talking about them, they were like, you know, it just kind of came to me. I don't feel like this song just necessarily came to him, but I do feel like, you know, I think their process was he would get the lyrics and write music to it. But the way he weaves the melody and the chords into the narrative that he does, there are songs that are as good and there are songs that I might even like better, but in terms of just a, here's how to write a song, I don't think you'll ever find a better example of just songwriting like that. I agree that I don't think this just came to him. I mean, it's definitely a fully formed song, though. You know, oh, absolutely. It's, uh, and and you can kind of tell that the like the melody and the words were by two different people. I no no, or, or you can't even tell. I mean, they they seem to go together so so well. Even though I do agree that the the lyric is 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 weaker, as in as is the case in a lot of his songs, but not all of them. But yeah, I mean, both of my parents loved Elton, uh, which is rarity. They they didn't really share share the same taste in music. So I, I definitely heard this a lot as a kid. I mean, this came out right. I mean, the year I was born, I guess, in '83. The title's great. The melody, like you said, Jonathan, is just you can't really say anything bad about it. The lyric is a little. It's a, it's a little cheese dick, but it's also very solid. But honestly, I don't know if that's the lyric or just kind of his sound in the 80s is kind of cheese dick, just in general. And I'm not saying that in a terrible way. It, it, none of his 80s tunes are my favorite Elton John tunes, but whenever you hear any of his stuff, even like the way, way more adult contemporary stuff from like the 90s, he's just so good melodically. Like whenever you interact with his songs, they're in your head for a while, whether you want them to be or not. I think we can distinguish between cheese dick and cheese stick because cheese sticks are good. Cheese dicks. I think this is a little, even when it's cheesy, it's more cheese stick than cheese dick. I just want to be clear about that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We, no, it depends. Is it a, is it a blue cheese dick? Is it a how do you, cheddar how cheese How do you blow dick? a it, cheese dick? I guess that's dick. why they call it the blue cheese. <laughs> dick. Um. Those are the original lyrics. Uh. <laughs> But I almost feel like this song is more of a guilty pleasure for me than like something I just am gonna put on and that I I love. Okay, it's, yeah, it's I almost can see something that. that like I'm gonna hear in a car and be like, yeah, I know every word of the song. Yeah, I mean when the chorus hits, well, I'm not gonna flaunt it, you know. When the chorus <laughs> hits, it's so good. It's been around my whole life, like you said. It came out in '83, so it probably came out right when I could actually even comprehend music. But I must say, after listening to it, it took me a minute to figure it out. Um, as per usual, I wasn't aware of exactly what it was about. I, th- I thought it was filled <laughs> with much more pain. Uh, like, it just seems like it's just a long distance. Like, he's coming back in a couple months. It's like, calm down, dude. He's, it's not like lost love or it's just you're away for a while. <laughs> yeah, don't 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 <laughs> don't sit there and like down. wait on me to come back. Like, do some shit. Um, we'll it's like you're on the soon. sofa. Just come in here. It's like, no, I'm not getting up. But I mean, yeah, so I thought it was more about like Love Lost and, and a really painful song. And I think I liked it better like that. And it's funny because I remember there was one time, I don't know, a long time ago, a previous lover I had. I remember after we had broken up a couple times, like just out of the blue after months, I just like DM'd her this song. Almost like a, ha, oh let me ruin your day. <laughs> um, and... <laughs> and uh, but you know, I mean, it worked. I think I think we might have ended up getting back together, maybe because of that text. Uh, you know, for a brief period. She, wa- she wanted to laugh like children. Neil. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think the production is cheesier than I remembered. Like the whole thing. Like I just remembered like the pain, and yeah. I guess that's why they call it the blues. And when I sat back down and actually listened to it, I was like, eh. But overall, it's still a fucking classic. It's really good. I think I just used it up. I think back when I when I sent it as a text, it. It's a spent cartridge now. That's pretty. I mean, that's pretty good. You guess that's... you. You guess you would have called it the blues, and now you, <laughs> you don't. You don't call it anything anymore. Now that being said, <laughs> I do think this song is about love loss. I don't think it's about just distance, because it's like, no, but, um, yeah, between you and me, things only get better. That's not. That's not distance issues. Well, um, yeah. we're gonna run to the places in our hearts where we hide, and like mm. you said, just the emotion, the emotionality of it. I feel like. Yeah, I think maybe also reading about Topin just saying he was writing about his wife back home when they were away recording or something like, oh, okay, you'll be back. Everything's everything's fine. Yeah, here. but at the, yeah, the, and the one the one thing that that gets to that point really is that uh, just stare into space, picture my face in your hands, live for each second without hesitation, and never forget. Don't worry about me. Like live for each second without hesitation. Like don't sit there and stare into space. But that can but also he be comes back. He's like, wait on me. It could go both. ways. I always took that as a, I'm trying to minimize how hurt I am. So you just do you. I'm going to do me. That's said with a grimace, not said with a everything's a okay. It just it just seems as you as you go through the lyric and the way he sings it and kind of the rollicking kind of production and the way he's playing piano that it's it's a very low grade level of blues that's going on here. What do you mean low? It's not a fever. <laughs> Don't wish it away, don't look at it like it's forever. But it's like, it's yeah, not like, yeah, oh, that's, my woman left me for yeah. another man. Or like, oh, I killed my it's baby. It's saying it, between, this is just we like, can, things can only get better. That means things are about as bad as they can get and they'll still be together. So that's not good. That's not a, they're not in a good I, place. I just don't. I, but I don't. But what I'm saying is, I don't feel that when really? I listen to the song. There's like some optimism to I, this. Yeah, that I used to. Is, is not in a lot of blues. I used to after I really sat with it for a minute. But blues. This is multi-dimensional. And, but, but I think I do. I like it better where I was picturing it, like regret, yeah. love lost, um, and almost like someone you, you know, exactly what happened with me. Like someone you think you're gonna get back together with. Like, oh, this is just a, you know, a bad spell. But, you know, like, l- lyrically, this isn't why you listen to the song or Elton John's songs in, in general. general. Exactly. You listen to these songs because of the fucking melody. I mean, like, in this song, they make it. They breathe life into it. It breathes life into these lyrics. Just the chorus. I mean, that's just great. I think that's why I didn't really, I, I never really listened before what the actual words were. But the whole just grandiose yeah, nature so of that big. chorus is out of control even the way it drops in well jonathan you're talking about how, how the payoff is, is great and i and i agree with that but i mean i think melodically just it's unassailable from start you know but it builds right but it builds well and it doesn't and it doesn't fizzle is my point one thing about the music i i started to play around with it on guitar and I guess a lot of piano stuff is like this, but this especially, it almost seems like the melody is pulling the chords along. You know what well, I mean? It is. Like, That's exactly like yeah. the chords are having a hard time keeping up. Like, oh, what? A minor? B slash D? Oh, my God. Where are we going Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because when I was listening to it this week, I thought the pre-chorus was my favorite part of the melody. The we That shit's so good. It's so good. But then when I played it on guitar... The the chorus is the most fun mm-hmm. to sing to when you're when you're sitting down and playing on a guitar. The whole song is very fun to sing, and that's why you can always tell 
if there if it, the melody's a classic or great or a standard or whatever, if you sit down on a guitar and and the melody's fun to sing from start to finish. Yeah, and if you know almost every interval of the melody, yeah. from years of screaming it at the top of your lungs, <laughs> He's crying, but but it starts to melt. I guess But that's the thing is like it, it starts mellow, but but vibey, and then they said the pre-chorus, and then the chorus, but then the chorus extends longer than you think it's going to, and da 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 da, and. And it's like it's just crazy that he extends it that long, and it it, it stays great. It's just it's a sculpture. Bookended by the, I guess why that's why they call it mm-hmm. the blues, but almost in a with a different effect. Like the right. first one kicks you into the chorus, and the and then it drops you off. Yeah, and and we've discussed a couple of songs that do that with some of these tunes, and that that is great how you use that to the effect of like I'm gonna hammer this into your <laughs> head, but like a little a little differently each time. I mean, what what Jonathan? What is your favorite? So your favorite part of the melody is when he goes into the chorus. Well, there again, I, I don't know, man. I'm with you, that pre-chorus. And he hits that bluesy note. Cry in the yeah. night. If it, it's like, mm, that is so sick. But more than ever, I simply yeah, that, love that, that, you. Like, that, there's like two melodies in there. Like, the, and the pre-chorus, like the, it just, I, I don't understand how, like, that's inspiration. You cannot mm-hmm. fake that shit. You can't. So, but I think that, yeah, that little bluesy note he hits. Obviously, yeah. the crashing, you know, obviously the um, laughing, that all that part, but that little cry in the night, if it helps. Like yeah. Neil said, you know, about the Black Keys, you know, he's like, you know, Auerbach must be a master of tone. Like when you listen to the Black Keys, you're just like, oh man, the tone. When you listen to Elton, you're just, it's it, melodically just certain people can, are masters of, of, of melody. I mean, like you said, McCartney, uh, I would say Little Richard probably falls in that category. Billy Joel would probably fall in that yeah, cal- yeah. category oh, yeah. as well. Um, I, I don't know if it's just, I don't know if it's just like piano guys have a more melodic kind of. I think they're drawn to nature. it because they can. It's melody everywhere, <laughs> singing it, playing it, yeah, playing the bass with it. What's the guy's name uh, that did all the Toy Story songs? The piano player, Randy. Um, Newman. Uh, Randy Newman. Yeah, I think he said yeah. like, what he said like, Nielsen. I think it was Nielsen. Uh, El- I think also, it- also a piano kind of mm-hmm. focused. Yeah. But he said like Nielsen. Uh, I think it was M- either McCartney or Elton John. I think it was McCartney and Schubert. <laughs> just and like Ave Maria, um, like <laughs> have just like the gift of melody. If you have a good enough melody, you can't hardly write a bad song with it. It's almost impossible. Yeah, yeah. My favorite part. I mean, it's melody and just the dynamics, the time on my hands, just the build up to the bum 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 bum. The chorus is long. The chorus is almost as long as a verse, <laughs> which is unusual. The words, it really hammers home a nice picture of kind of just the best parts of a relationship. You know? <laughs> it really does. Like, Even though it's cheesy, it's like, yeah, yeah that sounds pretty yes. good. That sounds pretty good. Here's the deal, and now now we can kind of move into the to the vocals a little bit, and and but just off what you're saying, Neil. I mean, the cheese to me in this song is really the backup 
It's just a production. Right. Yeah. It's a production. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, 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 the thing that probably arcs me the most about this song, and I, the, the, the most guilty pleasure thing about it is the, is the, the, the backup, the, the repeat that they're doing at the end. Laughing like children, oh God. living like lovers. But I love it's, the the melody is so good that I. I and I, it, it's, it's, I don't mind. So I it, it sounds, sounds like so Nutcracker or something. Laughing like children. No, it. it <laughs> I like the Nutcracker. So I like strange. the Nutcracker though. Yeah, and I like cheese yes, sticks, but, but just, not with it. It feels out of place. For, it I mean, it doesn't 80s, feel out of place Josh. because well, yeah, I, well, yes. Right. I also you was can't. thinking that about the the chorus soaked guitar is a little. <laughs> a little much. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely like it's like we're gonna we're gonna spend three hundred thousand dollars recording this one song, like because we're in the south of France with a massive budget and piles of cocaine. Like it definitely feels very indulgent. Like it's very indulgent well, in every way. Well, before before we really dive into the music though, what do you guys think about his vocal in this song? I feel like Elton John is a kind of guy where hit like just his voice, like him, just like the tone of his voice. I've, I've never think has been amazing. But the usage of his voice is extraordinary. He's so on. And nice, yeah. Like whereas, like Freddie Mercury or even like Robert Plant, just the sound of the voice to me, his voice seems very like straight ahead. But damn, he just has he can move through his chest and his falsetto, and he can just and he just fluid with it. It's so impressive. Mm-hmm. Well, this isn't a song that is like a great use of his voice, but it, it or, or like as good a use of his voice as some of his stuff, you know, like Mona Lisa Manhattan's Daniel, uh, even like Daniel Crocodile Rock, even um, well, get in later. But that's a little more honky tonk. I mean, this is more just like straight pop Elton. Yeah. And he doesn't have to do much, really. The melody's so good. Yeah. You really don't. But there's some really cool notes in them, there. But the true. But he, he lets the melody do everything he doesn't try to step on it at all but it's, it's not just a like, simple melody. powerful right but it's not a True. simple melody. Uh, i don't know man singing it it's it's i thought it was going to be too high for me to sing and it wasn't and that that's that tells me he's he's just like this melody is good enough where i don't need to yeah right but the it's a comedy it keeps changing keys it's tricky to like the melody's good enough and just his for vocal sure. like i really believe him i think exactly. that's why i thought the song was about a different thing like i i heard I, i'm curious so why do you think sincerity why do you what? why are you convinced now that this is just simply is it because no, you read just about bernie Taupin? honestly it it's that and um after watching the video, the video kind of ruined it for me too. Like when Elton, because the whole time he's looking into the camera, things will only get better. <laughs> and I'm like, no, don't stop looking at me. You know, stop don't looking look at, at me, me. Elton. Don't look no, at me. No, no, I just, um, <laughs> I'm not convinced. I'm not. Con- I, and I'm just, I'm saying, I still believe the sincerity of what he's singing. You know, and that's what matters. Don't... I mean, for me, that's why I don't like looking at what people, why people wrote songs. A lot of times, it's not nearly as cool as the song is. A lot of times, mm-hmm. yeah. Sometimes it can go wrong. Sometimes you really no, but like, what's that? That that, yeah. that Pearl Jam tune go? That one is like, please don't go out on me. Please don't go on me now. Never had the feeling before. It's on. That was about his truck breaking down. He's like, please, yeah. I don't want my but, truck but, to break down. But again, I, I don't even think it's all about the lyric or about what he wrote it about. It's about the and now we can just move into the music. It's about the music and the production and the way it's played. There's there's not a whole lot of sadness in the in the. It doesn't feel like yeah. a sad song. Yes, if you, if it you does just to me. Listen to it without. Without, I guess that's why they call it the blues. 
if that's not the title, you do da 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 It's very Stevie wonder Well, yeah, it's all like major key, what he's doing, super Just because you're bobbing yeah. your head back and forth doesn't make it Stevie Wonder-ish, yeah. Just well, you're I was also snapping. Yeah, but it was, there's nothing about that Stevie Wonder-ish. And it was, it was meant to be like that. It, it's just, it's all major. It's like the whole music of it, it's pretty damn happy. There's nothing like somber about the... Music. It's just well, the it's words. Sweet. You're right. This isn't like this isn't like. Oh my god! I want to jump off a fucking bridge. But it feels like such a mature. It feel, this feels like a very real, like breakup. It doesn't feel like my boyfriend. You know, just some an adult contemporary breakup. Exactly. <laughs> but it's, that's but what it feels like. There's also it. But it, it, Stevie Wonder is playing the harmonica on this. He does do the solo, and I think I do love the solo. But he brings that Stevie kind of like. It's sweet. Yeah. yeah. It is the love and the sweet like to it. So it just has a different vibe for me than a, just being blue. And the Stevie, I mean, he really like I love it. It's always amazing, but it definitely caps off like that the cheesiness train. He's bringing in the caboose with just the the sweet harmonica solo. Yeah, but like so for me, it's bittersweet. It's not just down in the dumps. It's not. It's not simple. It's complex. But but it's he's like, almost like eh, I guess that's why they call it the blues at the end. He's not sad really. It's just like I guess yeah. That's what, it just doesn't feel he's that way to me. And, I, and maybe it's the production. He's not mopey. Maybe it's the production. He's not mopey, but he's definitely. He does, like, it does feel like he's laughing at how sad he is. I guess it just isn't. It, you know, it's not. We probably shouldn't be together or whatever, but. It still sucks. And it's not sucks like, oh my God, this is the last song I'll ever write. It's not that. But it's very like, fuck, man, I guess this is just more of my life gone and whatever. I thought we had something going on, but I guess we don't. Next. <laughs> Next. So production-wise... <laughs> This is produced by uh, a repeat, uh, Chris Thomas, who I don't know if y'all remember did uh, the NXS song we discussed. He did. He produced the Kick album. His first job was at EMI. He just wrote a letter, and actually, no, he turned down being the bassist in uh, the Jimi Hendrix Experience because he didn't want to be a live musician anymore. He, want, he wanted to work uh, in production, and George Martin gave him a job. Back and home. then he went on vac- he went on vacation and then got back and George Martin just left him a note I'm going on vacation uh, I told the guys you'll be available for him and so he ended up basically producing Happy Birthday and Happiness as a Worn Gun and nice. played keys on like four of those songs and then he ended up mixing Dark Side and uh, yeah so <sighs> that really shit makes me feel category, like a fucking loser when I hear something I don't know the boss left him notes to so just you know you're here so record the Beatles and play on fucking Dark Side. And mix it. It's like, what the fuck? Like, are you like, this is just in your job description for the day? Like, mix yeah. the well, but, but mix then, dark side of the moon. But man, I just think he overdid it on this. The production is my least favorite part and of the song. Fine. And that's fine. You know, it's like, I don't love the haircuts in Karate Kid anymore either, Josh, but it's still good. <laughs> the bass sounds fine. The, the drums just sound, I don't know what. what it sounds like the backup vocals bother you the most. The backup vocals and the drums, in which we should just call out. I mean, this is Elton John, vocals, acoustic piano, and keys. Uh, his usual band, 
Davy Johnstone on guitars, backing vocals, D. Murray on bass and backing vocals, and Nigel Olson on drums and backing vocals with, as I said, Stevie Wonder on harmonica as kind of a one-off in this song. But yeah, I just don't... like The guitar I didn't even notice. I mean, the music is just... Other than the the dynamics are good. Yeah, I'd like to hear but a version mu- of just music. piano and him without all the everything else. Just it sounds like an intimate kind of song. Or with just Steve. I mean, Stevie sounds really good, and what he's doing throughout the song is. I didn't is hear great, it. Is he uh, is he throughout the song or just the solo? I think he's playing a little bit throughout the song, but he is, and the solo is great. Obviously, a lot went into the production by today's standards. I would definitely say too much. It, it definitely dates it a bit. But the thing for me is that like that narrative still shines through in spite of those other things. And if I, the thing is, I don't even mind. Like there's some of those songs like Nikita and all these, like those early Elton eighties, Elton John songs that are a bit much, but I, they're still great. They're still so good. It makes me feel like a, <laughs> it feels like I was a 50 year old divorcee in, in 1983, just drinking martinis uh, out and getting my party. It was what it feels like. But, and I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. I, are you are you wearing a, are you wearing an all white suit? Now that's what I want the video to be. Or just a white blazer. <laughs> just a white blazer, no, 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 no bottoms, no pants. Well, well. Speaking of drinking martinis in a white blazer, I think I think it's time we uh, we we well we are, are already vibing. So let's uh, oh God. let's get to vibe time and uh, cue the music in three, two, one. <sighs> Man, that's fucking hurting. The mufflers, the mufflers going out on this. <laughs> I got a bad. It's a motorboat and vibe. <laughs> Jonathan, you picked the song. What? Uh, what do you? Uh, when do you want to hear this? Yeah, this is one of those anytime songs. I'm fine with it anytime. I'm never. I'm never. I probably don't want to hear it if I'm breaking up with somebody because that would be just too much. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I want to hear it maybe in a bed store when I'm rolling just. Like thunder on top of the covers, ch- testing out of bed. Uh, I was like, own ecstasy. Uh, yeah, no, just in a, actually like looking in a bed, like shopping for beds. Rolling that like would be a bad idea. Over you the just covers. <laughs> over the covers. Uh, over the covers. Uh, over the coverless mattress. <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, that, I, taking ecstasy and going to a mattress store probably wouldn't be the worst idea. I think we should. Although figure, you probably we should, get kicked out. You we should arrested. find that out. You get there, and then you start tripping in the jail cell in ecstasy. It's like, eh, this is probably not the best idea. Uh, You're like, ah, great. I have a very specific one for this. I want to hear this driving around with my older sister, and it comes on the radio, and we turn it up and start singing it. That's nice. That's when I want to hear the song. Why specifically older sister? Because uh, I know she would know every word of the song. Mm. And you guys are both going to just be like, let's, sing it. You sing guys it, have like yeah. a Tommy Boy moment when they're singing Superstar? Don't you remember uh-huh. you told me you love me, baby? I mean, my, my, my sister sings at weddings and stuff, so, like, I mean, she's got a great oh, cool. voice. So, yeah, I mean, it, really carry we, it. If, if, you were, if you were driving by the, the car, you'd be like, there's those angels. <laughs> Who's that angel with that asshole? Is Are those Bond siblings? <laughs> <laughs> Who's that angel with that asshole? Oh, my goodness. I'm just goodness. kidding, Josh. Neil, when do you want to hear the um, song? Well, I guess I already stated when I want an old lover back, I want to <laughs> twist the knife. Um, Pour some salt in the wound. I wish. Were, wait, wait, wait. Were you drunk when you sent that? No, I think I as a DM. No, no I think. And was I think that, it was like mid afternoon? I think I just listened to it. Was that DM via my MySpace? I just used DM message. as a term. I don't know. I forget. I might have emailed her like a YouTube clip. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever DM'd anyone. <laughs> 
But what I really wish is I had a fucking time machine to go back to Melbourne 86 where he's playing it. And he's got this, I mean, he's famous for his outfits, but he's got this fucking star sparkle jacket on and what can only be described as a troll wig, like a pink, like (laughs) huge pink mullet troll wig and just killing it. It was was hilarious. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Well, I know he was sober at that time, but we are about to go under the influence with our troll wigs. Uh, influenced by trolls. Yeah, influenced by trolls too. Actually, nice. um, the movie. Uh, Jonathan, what's uh, influenced by influence after other things to listen to, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You know, man. I think this kind of ultimately probably comes from that kind of like Duke Ellington school. I mean, it's piano based melodic it's relatively sophisticated for for pop or rock obviously the influence the beatles and stuff i mean once again once they came out with their stuff in the late mid to late 60s it just changed everything that came after it bowie stuff i think is also in there with it and then coming from that i feel like a lot of pop is inspired a lot of pop continued on this trajectory i just feel like for too long Like, like this is the point where it ends, <laughs> it ends for me. Like, after this, I'm like, all right, people. This is like the creation of, like, a new adult. Like, coming out of the 70s adult contemporary right. into the 80s adult contemporary. This is, like, a good line of, all right, here's what adult contemporary is going to sound like in the 80s. Quick question, right. yes or no? Chris Cross. Or Christopher Cross, rather. Yes. Uh, yeah. Chris Cross. Yeah. Chris Cross. <laughs> make you jump, jump. Uh, make awesome. you what? Yes. What? <laughs> I want to say no and yes. No, Christopher Cross. Yes, oh, to Chris Cross. <laughs> Makes Johnny. I want to jump, jump, jump. I don't want to be uh, sailing. I'm gonna go more Little Richard ish. Where this comes from? Uh, well, actually, no, no, no. More Ray Charles. I, I feel like this is more of a, a Ray Charles vibe, especially like moving into the '80s. I feel like Ray Charles kind of had this vibe in the '80s. So that that's where it comes from like and before that i would say this is almost like a a combination of like god only knows and what a day for a daydream um in terms of content like who is that one um the turtles maybe maybe that's right that sounds kind of right for a daydream um sounds like a turtle and you know like you said definitely a descendant of the beatles uh and but it also just fits in with like Hall and Oates and Billy Joel and like it's very uh, "You're My Best Friend" by Queen. It reminds me of this song a little bit. You're my best definitely. friend. Definitely, definitely. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, moving forward, I would say for some reason the '80s Elton always makes reminds me of Supertramp because their vocals are kind of similar for yeah. some reason. Supertramp for sure. And. Um, and I'd say obviously this would influence my like Coldplay and even like some of the Arctic Monkeys piano stuff that they they're doing uh, occasionally, and Ben Folds is like a mm-hmm. direct descendant of some of Elton stuff. So that's yeah, what um, I would say. Yeah, I think uh, to what you were saying with Super Tramp and some of the contemporaries, it reminded me of a song. I was trying to figure it out all day um, what it was, and I finally found it. It was uh, at this moment, Billy Vera. How's it going? You know that. What would you think I would say? That's that's a little more melodramatic than well, this, just I would the, say. Well, just the hits and kind of the the way the melody kind of swings around. I would say at this moment. <laughs> I, a question. Yes, that's what yes. I would say. Okay, I'm sorry. Was there any other influences, Neil? Yeah, well, I, it also reminds me of one of your favorites, uh, Jonathan, Against All Odds. A little that's bit. a great song. Mm-hmm. That's a great song. 
and just that's a man's song right there as far as the it's a man song man and man song <laughs> as far as lyrical content i think it uh has a lot in common with wish you were here <laughs> oh it does ah. so uh take ah. my breath away by berlin yes or no mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i'm gonna say i'm gonna buy that i'm gonna buy that stock duh that's a good one um <laughs> you're going danger zone kenny loggins volleyball yeah danger zone for sure <sighs> for, sure. for sure guilty any for guilty sure. pleasure yeah. in that at all josh Mm, nah. Even even if you think about guys with no shirts on, I don't think about that when I think about. You're right. That's when they're on the boat. How about you, Neil? Danger Zone. Yes or no? Yeah, yeah. Any, All these songs any are because of Top Gun. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Well, yes. speaking of the fun of uh, shirtless men on the beach uh, playing volleyball, why don't we slide under the covers for a while? Slider. Talk you about- stink. <laughs> Sorry, I had to say that you said slide. <laughs> Uh, Jonathan, how many covers did you get this week? Uh, I'm actually thinking this time, but still answers none. There's, I, I mean, I, I worked on it, but I appreciate the I'm thought. I'm trying to think that I, no, not even by accident. <laughs> Neil, you got yeah. any? Um, well, I listened to one a couple times, Alessia Cara. Um, she did really? it on a compilation, um, kind of, um, a bunch of new bands kind of covering Elton John songs. And I must say I was moved. I, like I, that's my really? new favorite version. Um, because what? Yeah, I mean it's she's playing it on a Fender Rhodes, which is fucking sweet. There's horns. Uh, there's a sick guitar solo. Like I, I, I listened to it twice today. I was like, Damn, did you hear that shit. version, Josh? Good. I did, and dude, here. Did you I listen all the way? Like him. the end, it really. Yeah. I'm talking. About, I couldn't. No, I did. I couldn't. I couldn't get through it because she does what. I love that Elton doesn't. He doesn't step on the melody, and she's making it an idol. Is she diva? She's is she like, doing the diva? No. Well, treatment. I hear you. Yeah, and I'm just I like, was at first. I was kind of like, eh, what's going on here? But by the end, I must say, just the guitar solo and then her last uh, vocal kind of verse and chorus. She is doing a lot of that stuff, showing off, but in a good way, you know. Just unnecessary. Um, <laughs> Anything, do you get anything else? Um, no, I couldn't get past that one. I was like, damn, done, done and done. I have a cover. <laughs> I listened to a live version with Mary J. Blige. I did listen to it, that. She, does it, she sings it in a very low register, and it, it, she doesn't sound comfortable singing no, it. No, she didn't. It, it's, it's, it's not great. Um, and then I, I found the James Blunt version mm. of Yeah, Beautiful Fame. And man, it's just so slow and melodramatic. It's all piano. It's not. Oh, did good. you hear? Did you it's hear what he said about Joe Rogan? Who James yes. Blunt? What he said? Say? If Joe, if they don't address Joe Rogan spreading disinformation, he's going to release more music. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. That's pretty good. Did he actually say that? He actually said that. But he actually—that's not even a joke. He—he he literally said funny. that in the press. That's Self-hurt. fantastic. I thought you just made. I thought you just made. It a good sounds joke. like something I would make <laughs> a good joke. Usually, no. He actually said that. That sounded like a Johnny special. <laughs> exactly. Uh, speaking of uh, Johnny Special, uh, Jonathan, how does the shoe fit? It feels like whatever it fits like whatever shoes he was wearing with the giant troll hair in Melbourne. Whatever shoes he was wearing with that <laughs> giant troll sh- I mean, boots, I guess. You know what? You know what? I, the shoe fit for me like a platform boot. I bet that's what he was wearing with so. fish with fish with in that, the, in with the that heel. Troll hair <laughs> with with troll hair, fishnets, and a platform boot <laughs> and a sparkly jacket. 
I love how he can wear anything. It looks like he got caught in a tornado at like a homeless shelter and comes out. It's like, how the (laughs) fuck did you, what did you not wear? What did you decide against? Yeah. It it looks like he just walked into like a a used clothing store and was just like uh, this, 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 and this. Like in a hurry and was just like, I need pants, I need shoes. I I just need need to cover my nudity. Like, don't even worry about the clothes. But it's but somehow it works. (laughs) Like it's that's what's amazing. It's Elton John. (laughs) He just he just walks out on stage in the Leslie uh, Nielsen uh, body condom from (laughs) or the or the ripaway suit, the fucking. Allow me to slip into something uh, more comfortable, and he puts on another suit. <laughs> Neil, how does uh, how does the shoe fit for you on this? Um, one? It fit once upon a time, but they're worn out. I'm done with the shoes. Uh, Don't worry about the fact it, they're made in a like sweatshop. A you're, you're worried about you, you read about the origin story of the shoes, and now you're not like you still origin like the shoes. Story, like a superhero, exactly. But you found out they were made in a sweatshop, and you're like, I can't wear these. <clears throat> what 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 superhero would this be, though? Hmm. I mean. Peacemaker. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well. Uh, and on that note, our cover of Elton John's, I guess that's why they call it the blues. it away don't look at it like it's forever between you and me I can honestly say that things could only get better and while I'm away Dust out the demons inside And it won't be long Before you and me run To the place in our hearts Where we hide But I guess that's why they call it the blue Time on my hands could be time spent with you Laughing like children, living like lovers Rolling like thunder under the covers And I guess that's why they call it the blue space and picture my face in your hands live for each second without hesitation and never forget I'm your man and wait on me girl and cry in the night if it helps but more than ever I simply love you more than I love 
life itself But I guess that's why they call it the blues Time on my hands Could be time spent with you Laughing like children Living like lovers Rolling like thunder Under the covers But I guess that's why they call it the blues you just heard was performed by Jonathan Horton. Thanks for listening to Pod Gave Rock and Roll to you. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and rate on Apple, iTunes, and Spotify, or wherever you listen. If you'd like to communicate with us, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram under the handle at PodGaveRock. Next week is Neil's week, so Neil, what will we be discussing? We're going to talk about Beck's song, The Golden Age, from his album, Sea Change. Can't wait! Ha, 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 ha.